When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Welcome to the October edition of The Compliance Life. The Compliance Life details the journey to and sometimes from the CCO position. This month, I feature Bridget Abraham, the CCO at Remitly, who has one of the most unique journeys to the CCO chair that I've come across. It's a fascinating exploration of how to get to the CCO chair. In today's part three, Bridget moves to the CCO chair at Remitly, and she talks about the challenges of this new position. The Compliance Life details the journey to and in the role of a Chief Compliance Officer. How does one come to sit in the CCO chair? What are some of the skills a CCO needs to successfully navigate the compliance waters in any company? What are some of the top challenges CCOs have faced and how did they meet them? These questions and many others will be explored in this new podcast series. The Compliance Life is hosted by Tom Fox, and each month he'll present the story of one CCO through four episodes. The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. We're going to have a quick word from our sponsor, then we'll be right back with Bridget Abram. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back for another episode of The Compliance Life. This month, we're visiting with Bridget Abram. Bridget, in this episode, moves to the CCO chair. Bridget, we ended our last episode as you with Deputy Chief Compliance Officer at Western Union. And in January of this year, you moved to the CCO chair at Remitly. Hopefully I pronounced that. Could you tell us the business of Remitly? So Remitly is a digital cross-border remittance company who is looking to connect and create financial inclusion for millions of immigrants around the globe and be that trusted, easy, reliable institution to move money for them back home. Wow. So you said about three or four things that would seem to me to be big compliance issues, that description. But tell me, how did you get to that company? And maybe what was it about the challenge that intrigued you enough to want to make the change? When the opportunity for Remitly presented itself, I was really excited to connect with another company that was so mission-driven. I think my experience at Western Union and being able to connect to the customers on that level and their needs is a really important driving force for me being in connection to the company. I, and I really loved what Remitly was trying to do. And I also loved the tone from the top on the compliance aspects of the company. And I felt like it was a great place to grow. And I think overall, what really drew me to it was in this space of fintech, 
Remitly was very committed to doing the right thing for its customers at all at all times, as well as in compliance, right? Doing the right thing for compliance, which is also the right thing for their customers. And I was excited to bring my skills around the global organization and the opportunity to really influence and set a compliance program in this expanding new fintech space. Could you tell us a little bit about the compliance team either you've inherit, you inherited or that you've been able to build since you came on board at Remit? Yeah, it was a great team of folks that was small and continues to grow who had expertise. They came from regulatory agencies such as CFPB, had some experience in state regulations, but they were a great group of folks who have the passion for the company and really sat down to build a great compliance program from the ground up as the company expanded. As we, as the company's growing, I have continued to build the team, bringing in folks that have deep expertise in financial crimes in global organizations. Now, as the company's growing, what we need to do there, taking on things like risk and ERM. So being able to quantify our risk and work with our business partners and other areas of expertise in building new products and services and what, and how to build a compliance program around new new initiatives all the time. What were two or three of the biggest either challenges or challenges that you saw when you, when you came on and that you're either have worked through or are working through now? I, I think some of the biggest challenges that we're working through now is how to, with the quick growth, the very, very fast, expansive growth of our company and now building onto the complexity of going into so many new markets. And I, so I think building those controls underneath that we are all committed to, but doing them in a manner that's keeping up with the pace and the growth and the complexity of the organization is probably one of our, continues to be one of our biggest challenges. And we continue to invest in that. One of the things that struck me incredibly positively about your time at Western Union was your description of uh, really looking at standards across the globe and determining what, let me see if I wrote it down, consistent and core standards, and then formulating a program that would meet those core standards, whether they were actually articulated or not. Have you been able to bring that sort of model to Remitly and use that as a basis to help scale up? Yeah, fully intend to use that model as it worked so well. And we are in the process of that. Absolutely. We were only licensed in a few countries and that continues to grow. So we are now implementing that core standard model and then we'll tailor those risks to other countries and, and things like that. But we remitly had a, a bespoke model, although we they were not in that many countries from a license perspective yet. And so from a compliance perspective, we are continuing to change that. But I think that model is a really important model when you're dealing with such com complex global organizations. And I fully intend to implement that here. Could, you mentioned your compliance team. Could you tell us the types of disciplines professional disciplines you have on your team and how they really fit into the mission of Remitly? Let's see. So I have former law enforcement folks that help me run my financial crime space. We have folks who were examiners in the past, so they have good understanding, particularly some CFPB and customer protection examiners. And then I have a pretty large portion of folks who have just worked in various startups across the globe in fintech space and the compliance space. So some of them have regulatory background outside the U.S., but then have had a lot of fintech space overall. And then I have, I do have lawyers and attorneys who are 
converted compliance folks that also have either legal background in some space or they've worked in other banks or institutions. As you look back now sitting in the CCO chair, what are some of the key skills you could say you've picked up really in in each part of your journey? We started off with your academic background, then working at the Fed, then your time of consulting, and then to City and to Western Union. How do you see, or could you cherry pick one or two things from each of those experiences that you really feel like you've been able to bring to bear and allow you to sit in the CCO chair? Yeah, I think the Fed really was the research aspect of it, of learning to do that, gather all the facts and being able to articulate your findings in a concise manner was really important. I think consulting, it was asking a lot of questions and really drilling into the need of what each customer and client needed and what you were really trying to solve for them to get to that point. And I think probably both City and Western Union, learning to build those programs and build identify the issue, what are the key most important issues that you have, and how do you slowly build a program to continue on that, right? Rather than waiting for this perfect model at the end, how do you continually build up that program along the way? And I think with Remitly, it's, again, focusing on those top top issues and what's most important, what could really impact our customers and the company itself, and that's where do we start? with building, building those controls to, to mitigate those risks. You mentioned the, I think you said tone or management or tone at the top, but the commitment, I know you said from senior management, not simply for compliance, but doing the right thing. I was wondering if you could say a few words about that and how you've seen senior management at Remitly, uh, not just talk that talk, but actually put that walk into practice. Yeah. I think the tone from the top here has been really amazing and successful. I've seen it put in place through, I've seen it put in place through building the tone at the top. They started the company and they went around and got all the licenses. So they've really felt connected there as well. And then also they they really listen and want to do the right thing for the customer and the company along the way. So they implement the program and focus on the key areas of risk. So they focus on the key areas of risk that they need to, but everything's connected to the customer, right? So we don't want bad guys in our system taking advantage of our customers. We don't want our customers to be taken advantage of by others that even aren't using our system and how do we protect them? And so I think that tone gets implemented in asking the questions, focusing on the right areas and providing obviously resources and time and airtime even to the company overall for what we want to invest in and making an investment in compliance, but as well as embedding it into the new product development cycle. So how do we really make sure compliance isn't a backseat, but how is it up front so we can build in those tools and those capabilities into the overall product cycle rather than it being an afterthought or a back check. And it's, it is front and center. And a corollary to that would be culture. You mentioned that the company is very mission driven and they want to do the right thing. Does that really imbue itself throughout the culture of the company far beyond senior management? Yeah, I, th- I do think it's that serious. It does take a whole different view than anything I've seen in my past experience. Everywhere you work, of course, the customers are really important. But I think here, remitly, it's core to everyone's job. How will a customer view this? How will they use it? How will they feel about the program? How will they feel safe? How will they, how will they feel trust? And that is core to everything we talk from a developer to the CCO. 
to the CEO. Who are the regulatory bodies over Remitly? Is it the same sort of federal, state, and then perhaps international as well as you had worked with at Western Union? It is actually, it's really similar being that remittance company, even though we don't have physical locations, it's the states that primarily examine us in the U.S. And then of course we work with FinCEN and then outside of the U.S., depending on where we're licensed, we work with the international regulatory body. You spoke actually quite passionately about the mentors you had and the mentorship programs you were able to use. Have you been able to either implement that at Remitly or think about how you might pass along those sort of gifts you were given to those on your team or others at Remitly? Yeah, I, yes, absolutely. I think making sure we can mentor the next generation, both in either substantive learning or those soft skills is important, especially in a company that's growing as quickly as Remitly and going from that startup phase where everybody has 50 50 different jobs (laughs) to focusing and narrowing it and moving that program forward. I don't think we've been able to implement formal analysis yet, but we would like to, and I know I on my team would like to continue to mentor some of the junior staff that have amazing potential and bring them along. And I think the mentorship here is really working with my team to understand larger organizations now as we grow and others, it it gets harder to navigate and it's a different, it's a different way of doing it than you had before when there was a few people that you could lean over to. And so I think a lot of the mentorship and discussions that we have around that are around influencing and partnering with various folks around the globe to be able to do that. Regina, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode, but I was wondering if our listeners wanted to find out more information on yourself or perhaps follow up on any of the topics you've touched on, what would be the best way for them to do? Again, yeah, please reach out to me on LinkedIn. My profile's up there with my background, and I'm always happy to connect and answer questions. Bridget, I hope our listeners will join us for our next episode where we ask you to maybe put on your prognostication Add and look down the road and a few other wrap up topics. So I look forward to concluding our conversation with our next episode. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Tom. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. Thank you again for listening to this episode of The Compliance Life. I hope you will join me again next week where I take up another episode in The Compliance Life. The Compliance Life is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. If you would like to be featured on The Compliance Life, please uh, give me an email at uh, tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Also, if you like this series, please give us a rating on iTunes. Uh, Any review and rating would definitely help get the word out about the latest addition to the Compliance Podcast Network. Thanks again. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.